Just take a moment to admire the fact I just hit a fairway. There's, there's, there's only two things that can happen. You can hit a good shot or a bad shot, so why waste time doing it? And where I would go, I, wherever I set course records or whatever, I would be barefooted, drunk, playing golf, making every 20-footer I looked at. Right at it. Right at it! Oh! John He's done it again! This is the dumbest hole I've ever played in my life. Come on then, Shane. Knock it close. Shane Lowry is the Open champion. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Fairy Finders. Welcome to episode number 38. Uh, it is a very, very exciting podcast. We have an absolutely massive guest on, Mr. Connor Moore. As you know from his his sketches on, on Instagram, on Twitter, he now has his own show over in the US. Um, so, you know, we are very, very excited to uh, have him on today. Yeah, this was uh, such a laugh. Um, it's always good to catch up with an old mate. So um, myself and Connor were in DCU together uh, and then... We did. We 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 graduated. We went our separate ways. Um, Connor went on to, to going from. Um, so you, you'll know Connor, like because he's a chameleon. He's he's everyone. He does. I'm obviously biased here because we've been mates for a long time. But like honestly, they are the. He has the best, highest quality impressions of anyone in that space. For my money, every single one he does is flawless. He's got a huge golf presence now. So you've heard him do Tommy Fleetwood and, and, and Francesco Molinari and Harrington and, and Tiger and star in, in, in like uh, in TV ads with Tiger. And so now um, having had a stint with Joe.e and doing his own thing, he moved on to the golf channel. Uh, he now has his own show on golf pass, which is just class. Like I'm, I made up for the dude because he's such a good fella. Like he was such a good fella in college and he hasn't changed a jot. Um, this conversation is really funny for lots of reasons. We hop around, we tell some really funny stories. I don't even want to, I don't even want to say what the content is. It just, it was a fucking really good laugh. Yeah. And uh, I really think you'll enjoy it. Um, he's cultivated such a brilliant career for himself in like the, the online space. And he was so generous with his time um, yeah, I, yeah I, think Donnie, I think you love this. That's one the one point to come in on. Like he was so generous. Like we we spent about probably an hour to uh, maybe even more talking absolute shite to the man, and he engaged us the whole time. But the the one thing that stood out for me was he uh, stayed on for about 10, 15 minutes after, just giving us advice, telling us um, you know what we should do, what we shouldn't do, and and just. A guy that definitely remembers where where we came from, where we started, and and uh, absolute massive thanks to to Conor Moore for coming on. A legend, one one of the funniest guys I think uh, I was going to say I ever met, but we we uh, did a a Zoom call with him. So just just a, a real funny guy. I hope you enjoy the episode, and uh, definitely definitely hit us up uh, with your your thoughts, comments, questions after it. And I think uh, Donny, you can tell us our social media channels that people can contact us on oh yeah no like so if you enjoy the podcast and um, we absolutely love doing it you can find us on twitter we're, we're finders fairway on twitter we're the fairway finders pod on instagram and um, we're also in the market shamelessly i'm sorry but we have to do it if you enjoy the podcast and you listen to it it would mean the actual world to us to give us a rating so you can do it really quickly on spotify you can do it on apple podcasts wherever you listen to your podcasts like we do this just in our own free time at the minute we absolutely love it and the feedback that you give us really does make our week um but anyway without further ado and all that admin bollocks um here's connor moore here's a brilliant conversation and we really hope you enjoy it Everything okay, Pulse? Uh, well, you've probably heard about the Saudi League offer. They've offered me 30 million to join. 30 million? Yep. Greg Norman rang me. He says, uh, we need you, Ian. He says, I might be the shark, but you're the whale. And we're willing to break the bank for you. What can I get you, Tiger? Oh, uh, I hear the Guinness is pretty good. Ian's just been telling me about that Greg Norman offer. <sighs> yeah, they made a big offer. Here we heard, big cat. A billion dollars. <laughs> a billion dollars? To play golf? No, I don't even have to play. Just sit in a cart and wave. <laughs> All right, Westy. 
Yeah, I'm doing all right, mate. I just got a call off Greg Norman to go and join the Saudi League. Yeah, I heard. Hard to turn that down. I know. $85 million, eh? $85 million for you? Crazy. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, Colin? Can I get a whiskey on a rocks and no eyes, please? Oh, really, really good. So, have you joined the Saudi League yet, eh? They offered me $200 million, but I told them straight up. I said, I ain't going for a penny less than 750000 Hello, hackers. Welcome to, I think it's episode 38, maybe, of the Fairway Finders podcast. Um, we've got a really special guest today, uh, someone who is a friend from many, many moons ago, who's gone on to incredible success both sides of the Atlantic. We're uh, joined by comedian, impressionist, host of the Connor Moore Show. That's a hint. Connor, how's the form? How are things? Doing very, very, very well, mate. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for coming on. It's, uh, man, it's been a minute. Jesus, it's like a decade ago, we were running around DCU, skipping lectures, drowning ourselves in Jaeger bombs and dices of fucking Tuesday nights and all sorts. And uh, I know, yeah. I was I was late getting to know you, actually, because I think I spent the first year, I was living in Tampa Bar the first year I was in DCU, so I never went to college. That was it, it was just the bus. It, it was 20 minutes all the way out there from Temple Bar. So I just was like, literally may as well have not gone in. I think I did an orientation week. I do remember like meeting you that week. And then I think as the years went on, we got to, I went out there. I lived out there then, I think in my third year or something. But we got to know each other better. Listen, we came out with, with a degree and the two of us are using that, obviously, I think, are we? Well, yeah. to, to Allegedly. To, to greater and lesser extents. But yeah, so I mean, to roll that back, like, so we we did a business degree together. I went down the marketing route, still working and still working in digital and as a sort of day job. And uh, you've gone on to the most just insane like journey over the last few years that went from, I think, like taking videos on an iPhone and using Snapchat filters to do impressions to, I mean, like having ads and being in ads at Tiger Woods and now you have your own show and golf pass. So like, I suppose the first question, and I'm sure you've been asked it before is like, you were always very good at impressions. And I know that it was something that was like a party trick of yours when you were younger, even like as, as just a, a kid, but I, I kind of, at what point in time did this go from a laugh to, Oh, hang on. There's actually an opportunity here for me to, change a lot change my life and, and and really drive this forward do you know what it was, it was kind of overnight like i could do impressions like obviously when i was a kid and it was a little bit of a party trick and then for years i didn't really do them and then like when i would have been in college i nearly wouldn't have even tried it because i wouldn't have thought it was cool enough to do a kind of thing you know what i mean but uh everyone knew i could do them i'd be doing them on the ga club taking the piss on managers and stuff like that but i remember working i was uh like obviously we got business degrees or whatever. I majored in finance and then I started working in finance. I didn't like that. So I went into sales and I was working for Tree. And I wouldn't mind actually, I really enjoyed working for Tree as a salesman. Uh, the team we had was a good laugh. The lads from all over Ireland, like we always did a bit of a laugh and stuff. And we'd be just telly, what's it called? Telly sales, cold calling all day. And, but I, I, Facebook, all the social media sites started coming and all these people started making videos on it. And I started looking at that going, geez, I could do that. Like, you know, and I was looking at people doing impersonations and I was like, you know, maybe I might give a stab at that. So I kind of had it in the back of my head for a while. And then a fight started in a GA match. Our club were playing in the first round of the championship and we were getting beaten by a team that at the time we would have felt we shouldn't be getting beaten. We were getting walloped by them. And uh, but they always give us a good old game. Like they're, we're a town team and they're a country team. It's just that different dynamic, you know? And uh, there was a fight at the end of it. And there was a few, let's just say, dodgy pictures in it. And there was me and my cousin and my uncle in these pictures or whatever of this row. Like, it was all handbags anyway. But like, like the one at the, the weekend. Did you see who was it? Was there a man? It was, it was, it was like that, except not as many people in it. Uh, but it was very much like a lot of headlocking and all this kind of crack, you know? Uh, only one, actually, my cousin, he didn't get sent off. He just walked off because he assumed he got sent off because he actually did. I think he threw a punch. But um, so what, it comes out in the paper and I was like, I seen it. And then I was wondering, was there any suspensions? And then we got a phone call saying oh, the, the club got a couple of hundred quid fine or something. And everybody kind of, you know, with a sigh of relief. And I just did a video on it. I just did Mourinho, Beckham, all the boys. But I didn't have the balls to put it on the Internet. I sent it into the WhatsApp group at all the, the Shamrocks players. 
and all the boys reacted really well to it. Like, so I had Harry Redknapp, Mourinho, all these lads talking about it, and they all said, like, you know, put that on the internet. But I, I suppose even back then, I realized like even something uh, as parochial as a, a local route is not gonna, you know, that video is not gonna do huge views because who cares about that route outside of Mullingar? Nobody. So I, so I remember I barely slept all night, lay in bed, and I started writing in my head a sketch for the morning where I did an off-the-ball sketch on the championship. And I, and I think Dennis Caroon, who plays for Westmead, he put it up on his Facebook page. The thing got 60,000 views, and that was it. And that all happened over the course of a weekend. And as soon as I... I even quit the job two weeks later and the whole lot, I was like, all right, I'm going to give this a bash. Like, I was like, I'm going to see, give me six months just doing this, not working, went on the scratcher. And I was like, let's see if I can uh, just, you know, get a job doing it or get some, make some money doing it or some videos, whatever. And that was it. So it was literally overnight. Yeah. Over well, a weekend. I suppose, like, as you said yourself, like, I'd say it takes 1% of the balls that you had to go into comedy and, and put like comedic stuff up online as it is for us with the podcast, we put up picks every week. We kind of are between having a laugh as golf fans and maybe dive into some journalistic kind of principles, but we don't go like, I'm not funny. I'm not, we're not playing. We're not, we're not really playing in a comedic kind of realm. Whereas like, did you did you struggle with that for a while? Even after the first video goes viral, which and at the time, 60,000, views is like holy shit this thing's blown up did you find it um like resistance that did you find it was difficult to follow that up like what was their anxiety was it like oh i don't know was this a one-off can i do this am i good enough to do this oh yeah yeah the for the the sec that was the first video the second video i did just didn't do well at all and i remember sitting in my mother on my mother's couch and i was like ah this isn't for me because i was nearly thinking oh have I just embarrassed myself like this video didn't go well so I did that and then it was I did a video maybe I, I I don't know I just went back on it and I went at it again the following week did another video and it was about maybe five six videos in when I got a really big one um and it was like Joe Brawley fighting Kieran McGinney or something out with the lake and I threw myself off a diving board and stuff and just this mad stuff but then the big one then that happened I just kept doing it then and the big one that happened uh, was Jamie Carragher retweeted a video that November of me doing clap and nobody had done clap. So I was like, all right, I'm going to start doing some people that I haven't this. done before. Yeah. yeah so yeah, I did yeah. clap and then the video, the video went, did really well, good numbers and stuff, but then Carragher retweeted and just blew up then. Um, but yeah, no, in terms of following up and in comedy, like, like doing the voices is grand. Like, and it's funny the first time and maybe it's funny the second time, possibly even the third time. But after that, then if you don't have like, a decent sketch behind it or whatever like you know the numbers are just going to keep dropping and that's the way i look at it like sometimes is is like it, it's better to be funny than accurate even doing the impersonations like mm-hmm. yeah no 100 percent. and can i ask you connor like so obviously you started out in <clears throat> impressions you mentioned down in the the local ga club you started transitioning into to the whole soccer realm uh so wh- where did it come you know golf impressions and, and i know you I don't want to use Michael Richards phrase, but burst onto the scene uh, doing your master's impression in, in 2018. Um, can you talk us about your uh, your journey in golf and, and how that all kind of came came to fruition for you? Yeah, do you know what? It just follows the trajectory of everything I've done. Like at the minute, I've done Formula One. I get itchy feet then when I'm doing something, and I need it. I need like I need another like something to try out or another game to go into just to freshen it all up. And I was after kind of I felt like I'd done well in soccer and I'd done when did really well in the GA. That was my baby kind of at the time. And I was like, well, what else am I interested in? I was like, I'm interested in golf. I like golf. Like you know, my dad became the captain of Mullingar Golf Club. And he said to me, I want you to do three or four gigs. And I'm very much, again, even with my videos, I'm like, listen, don't overdo it. Like, you know, no, you know don't flog it. And, but he, he probably mightn't have had a sense of that. And he was like, oh, it's grand. Oh, people love it. You go down there. I was like, yeah, me doing the same. I was shite there the whole time. So I did a gig and then he wanted another gig and I didn't want to do it. And then I was like, well, maybe if I go down with different people now the next time. And I was like, go down with golfers, you know? And this was like, we were just at the turn of the year. So I says, right. And maybe, you know, what? I'm going to do a video for uh, the masters so i get 10 impressions or whatever down so i went from january to what the first week in april and i only finished the video pretty much on the monday morning in fact the video i'll tell you how much how 
late it was getting it done four or five days before the video was to be published which was on the monday of the masters i didn't even have tiger down yet like i was trying but i couldn't get him and polter i had him in disney world and the line was because polter uh, he was outside the top 50 and he hadn't qualified for the masters so i was like <laughs> and but they were taught at the time they were on about him losing his tour card so i had him at disney world in Orlando, because he lives in Orlando, and I was like, "Well, you know, it's not much of a much of a master, is it? But I'm not in it, so uh, blah blah blah." So he was doing the whole black <laughs> anthem, and I, I was doing it. I was doing a gig in Armagh, a GA gig, and on the way home, it must have been twelve o'clock. It was one of these like uh, lip sync battles or whatever, you know, those fundraiser yeah, yeah. GA clubs. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. something like that. And uh, on the way home, then I got a text from my brother, and he goes, "Polter just won the Houston Open." And he's in the Masters. So I had to go home that night, two o'clock in the morning, I got back to the yard. There I was upstairs talking about Poulter and that the Masters was saved at the, at the, at the final hour or whatever. But it's amazing how <laughs> Poulter, what a big character he's been for me. But he was literally, he was on the, the cusp of losing his tour card back then. And yeah, I remember he, he was on flying. a big down thing. Mm. Like he, he seems like, and I do want to get into it because obviously you've, you've got such a massive bank of the top players now. But I think I think my favorite is Poulter because the scripts that you've written have been consistently hilarious. Like I think Poulter's a great man. He's a great target to kind of rib and take the piss out of him a little bit. Now I know you need to skirt the line, and generally it, it, you don't have to go too too deep and cutting with Poulter. But I mean, like the reactions that you seem to get from a lot of the golfers. Like, can you speak to maybe? have you had you have mostly great reactions like i know polter loves it i know garcia loved it even though he had he had issue not issue but the laugh that you gave him which is which is classic but have you have you had any um situations with golfers where maybe it, it hasn't landed or it's been a bit uh touch and go maybe uh, no, not to the golfers. I've, I've, I've done gigs where you might be taking the piss out of a golfer or taking the piss out of somebody, and everyone at the gig is like, oh, is he saying that? And I'd see the golfer I'm taking the piss out laughing, you know what I mean? But, like, uh, I always try to skirt the line. Now, I reckon that DJ will break my face if he ever sees me. Like, like, <laughs> I, I don't doubt that. With the, But a lot of the lads just, DJ's apparently, like, unbelievably cool I couldn't give a shit whatever it takes it's funny and everything I know I take the piss out I literally done a sketch today and it's a polter it's I did it in the we opened up a bar here in New York and uh, so I was I was just saying I said fuck it I'm gonna do a bit of a sketch with polter getting the 30 million offer from Saudi Arabia from the Saudi league or whatever so I had polter in there like and he, I'm the bartender and he's telling me about like he's like my it'll be out I'd say my, tomorrow I'd probably get it out and he's like, uh, I'm looking forward to that. That'll he's talking about the 30 million. And he's like, you know, if I leave the tour, I mean, that's it. The PJ Tour's finished, isn't it? I mean, it's, <laughs> it's over. The Ryder Cup, they might as well scrap it. And he's like, and I was like, they offered you 30 million. He's like, yeah, mate. They offered Tiger big money as well. They offered him 10 million. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, Lee Westwood. But then Tiger comes in, he tells him he's asked to been offered a billion dollars. He doesn't even have to play golf. Lee Westwood's been offered 85. And Polter goes fucking mad. Then he's calling Greg Norman <laughs> and Flawless. DJ Brilliant. comes in then. And, with a big stupid comment at the end or whatever. But uh Good. Don't, yeah, that DJ, gag that that gag kind of wrote itself because I love DJs when DJ was asked about it and he says Paul to say have you been offering I can't really say but it's not similar. It's it, it's not uh, similar. Yeah, 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 yeah. As in like at a zero. <laughs> oh I would say DJ's definitely a two I guess be close to two hundred million if Bryson's apparently one two five no, no, Bryson's a big, big deal, like in golf, in fairness, like, but DJ's definitely, I would say he's above that. Yeah. Um, You'd imagine so. <laughs> yeah, with his, with his record and everything. But uh, can I bring you back to um to the Ryder Cup video you did, um, Connor? And, and Donnie mentioned that his uh, his favorite impression is uh, Ian Poulter. I have to say, I, I just can't stop laughing at the, the Francesco Malinari um, impression that you did and just. <laughs> the, the delivery of it and, and I, I watched the clip back today of of the the Ryder Cup team watching that uh video and and as an inspiration for them to go on and actually win the Ryder Cup so can you can you talk us through a little bit how that whole video came to fruition and and uh, obviously you threw a bit of bit of stick to Thomas Bjorn as well who was the Ryder Cup captain uh with the, the fuzzy eyebrows and the <laughs> I, I will I will kill you if you don't win if you don't win the point so can you talk to us a bit about how that whole uh, episode yeah. I guess came to came to happen 
it was it was about I was about two weeks out and my agent had contacted me and said the European tour were wondering would you do a video to uh to show the players or whatever it'll be on the Monday it'll be in the the players room and all this like and I, before that like I didn't really know what happened on Ryder Cup week I wouldn't have really paid that much attention to what happened in 2016 or 2014 so but um so I was trying to figure out all right what am I supposed to do here and they were like oh we want you to do an impersonation of all 12 players and I was like listen it's two weeks away I was like, I have about five of them. I can get maybe another two. I was like, they'll do six or seven and I'll get Bjorn in. I was like, was that okay? And they were like, no, that's not. I was like, we can't pick. Because obviously I'm going to pick the most popular guys that I'm going to use. So the rookies probably wouldn't have got a look in. And they were like, well, to, and they were, you know, so right. They were like, you can't, we can't just do, you know, the Polters, the Rory's yeah. and all these lads. And then you've like maybe... Allison, you know, and a few of the other lads that were the rookies or whatever, and I didn't do them. So Rosie, you are, you have to get everybody or nobody. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, fuck, I'm, I'm, I don't have time to do that. I was like, uh, like I had, I was doing videos for the Golf Channel and everything, and I was gonna say no, stupidly. And then I just, I was walking, I was walking, I think it was early morning, I was in Mullingar, I was walking through town, I was like, oh, I'll do it. Like, so they had already like a bit of a script written for me, and they sent it over to me, and I just went into a, a coffee shop, and I. I just sent them back the script that I wanted to use and they were like, perfect, great, that's excellent. But I was like, can you tell me about Francesco Molinari? Because I was like, I don't know much about him. To me, like, he doesn't say very much. He's very quiet and whatever. They were like, exactly. He says nothing. Nothing phases him. He's just like, everything is the same. Yeah, sure, looking forward to it. He says the same kind of thing, blah, blah, blah. So they told me this. So I just went to town on him then that he was just this, like, incredibly stoic. I kind of, uh, you know, your man and father Ted, um, the boring, oh, the, the very monotone guy. Is it that yeah, yeah, incredibly yeah. boring voice for him. Yeah, and yeah, Ted's yeah. like, no, sorry, no, I didn't get it that time either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I kind of thought of that, and then that's when I done uh, Francesco. But the, the funniest part of that was like, I didn't realize obviously the reaction that was going to get at all. But I did it on uh, the Friday, sent it to the lads on the Friday. It was shown on the Monday. I was still in Dublin. I was heading to Paris on the Tuesday, um, but when I got to Paris, I couldn't believe like the reaction to it. And they're like, all oh, these networks were contacting people. They were like, can we see the video? Can we see the video? And I was telling them all, don't, don't release that fucking video because <laughs> it's, 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 it's very funny to the boys in the room, but there's a lot of inside jokes. Yeah, and even yeah. the European tour decided, because they were like, oh, people want us to publish this. Will we publish it? And I was like, well, we could, but it's 10 minutes. And unless you have the reactions of the lads in the room, a lot of people won't get some of it because some of it was a bit inside baseball. So I was happy enough for it not to go out and just leave that bit of mystique with the video. Mm. But um, I got there, I couldn't believe it. And then I, I, so one of the lads sent me a, an article or a, a, a screenshot of a television a sports network in America. And behind it had split screen and one side of it had me and the other side had Michael Jordan. And I had said that <laughs> Europe and the USA had brought in some special guests. <laughs> two, two, two greats of the game, you know what I mean? Do you know what kind of, the, the, the funniest thing about it was, it, like, fair enough, the impression is nail on, but it's the fact that his, the seat is down as low as possible and he's, like, leaning over the, oh, yeah, yeah. Leaning well, over like the table. He's like me, he's not a big man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was just, it was absolutely priceless. And, uh, right, so that, I, have, I, have a, I have a quick question to ask you, right? So, obviously, when I was going into school back in the day, I'm sure everyone here probably is the same. I used to always watch um, or listen to uh, Gift Grub um, in the morning. Um, and it was all different voices like yourself, like Mourinho and stuff. Um, is Have you ever, I guess, come across anyone you can't do or you just can't really get? Because, I mean, obviously, from all the videos and stuff you've put up, like, they're all so spot on. Like... Uh, my, to be honest, my personal favorite one is your is your is your clap. I think it's so, it's just it's so accurate. It's really really good. I I I love watching the videos. But is there any ones that you've really tried who just couldn't get there? Or yeah, um, it's funny because clap is one of those that possibly when I do clap, I have to do him first thing in the morning. Oh, kind of husky voice. So if I'm ever doing clap, I lighter doom early in the morning, or else like I won't eat for like five hours before I doom. Like I have this, I wouldn't call it a condition or anything, but I've I only found out I had it maybe two years ago because I would go on stage sometimes and my voice wouldn't be as good, hmm. uh, especially if I'm doing after dinner talks or after dinner uh, sketches or whatever. So I'd eat, get up there, and my voice wouldn't be as good. And I'm like, I used to just think it was nerves. I used to think I get nervous and I get this phlegm in my throat, but I realized I was eating. I wasn't doing me any favors. I was getting an acid reflux or whatever. But 
I'm, like I've, a, I've a, like I'm a small dude and I have a shallow enough voice. I don't have a deep voice. Like I can't sing. Mm. I, I have no projection in my voice, which which is a, a real pain. And you know, uh, when people in nightclubs or something might ask you to do something, and there's loud music. Someone asked me to do Ruby Walsh recently. Oh, give me a bit of Ruby Walsh. I was like, yeah, I was, I was huge out there, you know. And we were in this really loud room, and I'm like, man, you won't even be able to hear it, like, because I can't actually. So deep voices for me. Now, Klopp does have a deep voice. I can do it early in the morning, but like Morgan Freeman is one I can't do, which I would have loved to have done because you can do so much with him. You can narrate stuff and all the rest. And Morgan Freeman's got this voice that I just can't get to. So there's some guys, like I find a lot of people over here ask me to do NFL, to mm. do the NFL. And I had a look at a lot of the NFL guys and they're such big dudes in the NFL. I feel they've really deep, big voices and I I, I know it's just too much work for me to try I have a real shallow you know I speak from the chest these guys speak from their stomach you know they're just these big dudes and I was like nah I'm just not even going to attempt that like so I'm just lucky that like in soccer golf even Formula One that I do the accents are all over the world so there's Italians there's like you know while I suppose some of the hardest voices I do are probably American voices in a sense like um but yeah, no, the ones I can't do are probably the really deep ones. Right. Uh, right. I also I also love Al Foran's Joe Pesci. And yeah. I don't think I could ever yeah. do that. It's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, he's got I don't his, know how he does his, that. his Robert De Niro is off the charts as well oh, because yeah, he has yeah, the yeah. facial expression down too. Yeah. And can can I ask you kind of about like the, the whole process behind it, right? So there like there is uh, impressionists out there such as um, and not to throw shade on anyone but like a, a Darren Farley who's from Liverpool and he does he does liver, scouts are based impressions so it's not like a million miles away from from what how he's talking day to day so for you to do somebody from whether it's Tommy Fleetwood from England or or Harrington which is is absolutely exceptional I mean is it a case where you're you know the way you hear singers they'll do different pitches of, of voices and and they'll go through the scales and everything are you are you literally bouncing your ideas off like you know pause your hand and take one take two take like how does the whole process work from from nothing from you saying i'd love to have a i'd love to do an impression of this guy to actually publishing it like what do you, you know something um harrington was like one of the easiest ones in the world to be fair um you get it you get it you get a kind of leg up or a head start when someone like mario had done a, a Harrington. Yeah. you know yeah. and you do the truck reverse <laughs> the dumb truck yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> do that so like <laughs> you know you would have just been doing that anyway down through the years I would have been yeah, like obviously yeah. like all these fellas whether it be Callan or Mario especially like they, they would have had a big influence on everything you're doing like and you you pick the best bits of different people I think Darren Farley like he's very funny if I will say one thing that I probably have an advantage over him his scouser accent it's very difficult to be a scouser and then talk in all these different accents i i think yeah fair like, point yeah yeah do you know while i think I, yeah. yeah so yeah. i'd say it's it's fucking really hard sometimes i'd say for him to do some accents um i find him i have to say though very very funny i do think um i have an advantage where i have a very flat midlands accent now mm. sometimes when i listen to myself especially when i'm on tv in america i'm like jesus i sound terrible you know, I never think it when I'm on like an Irish thing, but then sometimes I try to pronounce my words properly. You know, remember McGregor years ago? I mean, um, I feel very confident and I am yeah. motivated to stay yeah, yeah, yeah. in this game. Yeah, and I was talking yeah. every syllable was carefully. Sometimes I'd be doing this and I'd be tripping over my words then and everything. But uh, yeah, for, like, or sorry, to go back to your um, your question, literally just it's, it's, I read a book recently. I, everyone's read that book, Atomic Habits. Yeah. how do you get rid of a habit or how do you pick up a habit mm -hmm. is and there is like well you can do it for three months or you can do it for three years but that doesn't matter it's the frequency in which you do something and it's like how does a baby learn how to talk like you know i could be born in mullingar and i could be sent to the north of finland and i will have a finnish accent doesn't matter where i'm born i'm going to speak like the people around me Mm -hmm. it's like a baby you see babies now coming out with english accents because they're watching papa pig my cousin was like hello connor and they're in the middle <laughs> yeah. of one and i'm like what's going on but it's like it's so what i have to do is if i want to get somebody i just have to listen to it and listen to it and listen to it so i will spend like maybe three hours of every day listening to different people if i really need to get like tiger for instance i spent four days non-stop no i was after spending a couple of weeks trying to get him but i was doing him with a bunch of different other impressions mm -hmm. couldn't get him kept failing and then gave up on him and my brother who's 
just across the hall from me here. He lives over here, obviously in America. And he was like, man, you got to get Tiger. It was like, scrap the rest of them then for the rest of the week. Just do Tiger. Because if you get him, I'm telling you, you love it in America. And thank God I did that. I scrapped it. And I literally just woke up, listen to Tiger. I spent the morning listening to Tiger. Afternoon, listen to Tiger. Evening, listen to Tiger. Go to bed. And I had the phone in my face like that, just looking at him. I remember lying in bed on the pillow <laughs> one night. And that's when I was like, oh, I'm starting to get this. Like I, I, I said something like, um, I'm playing really well. You know, I'm putted well. And I remember just, I was like, oh shit. I was like, that's it, is it? And I'm recording on the phone and I'm listening back. I'm like, oh shit. So I send it to the boys and I'm like, what's that like? And they're like, yeah. So then at the start of it, you see, you might only have a few words. Mm-hmm. So then you carefully choose what you're going to say in the video. But right, then after right. a while, it's just like Broly, Lock, Nan, and these boys are doing the GA. The best impressions I have are the fellas I'm always doing. Yeah. Because you're always practicing. And it's mm-hmm. literally. Yeah, the free so second with with Tiger Lane Connor, you're saying it was a uh, really really tough to uh, to get him off. Yeah, it was really tough. It was pretty <laughs> tough out there. Oh, wow, that's there really good. Like, I, uh, you gotta say, you know, I, got, I, I got there in the end. I recently watched um I watched it again. Obviously, when you did the, did the ad with Tiger, and I like I'd say that was a nerve wracking morning, just in terms oh. of because Tiger's a Tiger's a even in the realm of well known humans, Tiger is it is a totally different thing again. He is this generation's Napoleon, for lack of a better, you know, uh, comparison just right now. But like, he seemed so, uh, such like an actual joy to work with, not in a fake kind of way, but he genuinely seemed to be really engaged. Like that must have been a dream. Was it just one day of filming, I assume? Yeah, we, so we were there for like we there for eight hours because we did three ads. We actually did yeah. three separate ads because one of them was with Tiger, one was with Freddie and Ti- Freddie Couples and Tiger, and one was with Matt Kuchar and Tiger. But uh, he was beyond cool, man. He was just uh, as soon as I walked in, like I was obviously very nervous, like to an extent where I even googled him before it, like, and I seen that his name on Wikipedia was Eldrick Tiger Woods, and I'm going. Well, do I call him Eldrick or do I call him Tiger? <laughs> like, is is that like Tiger? The only people, you know, his friends call him Tiger. Like, I was like, oh, fuck. Uh, we got in and Tiger was just class. Like, he just put the arm around me straight away. Bang. And uh, he was like, uh, what did he say to me? Oh, do me or whatever. So I did Tiger. And then he just goes, fuck, dude, that sounds just like me. <laughs> and then it, it just it just made me very relaxed. You know what I mean? I was totally chilled out. Um and got in there, and then we, there was a number of ads done that day. Bryson done an ad, which you believe when Tiger's around, everyone just hits their lines as well. Like, so they were saying, like, you know, Bryson was getting ready to do the thing and whatever. And, you know, he was kind of didn't know his lines, whatever. As soon as Tiger showed up, like, boom, everybody just knows everything. It's like he just brings this, like, focus in or whatever. And, uh, uh, it, was, it was just a day, like, you know, it was unbelievable. But it was great to meet all of them. You know, Matt Kutcher was there. Freddie Couples, I actually have a great relationship with Freddie ever since that day. Bryson was dead dead sound, uh, which is like, I know a lot of people give Bryson a lot of heat and stuff, like, but yeah, you know, meeting him, no, though, he was a very, very nice fellow. To be fair, like. we, uh, we chatted to Jason Sabell, who used to work for ESPN for many years and obviously know, has a good relationship with a lot of the players. And he, he really painted a different picture of Bryson to what is the standard mm. notion of him that you think you know he's a bit up his own arse and, and, and no self-awareness that he's actually a, a decent fella and he's kind of a little bit misrepresented like I'm kind of I'm kind of team Bryson for a couple of reasons but the main one is the risk he took in putting on all the muscle and changing his golf swing like he could have tanked he could have ended up with like a David Duval job where he had nothing left and his career was just down the tubes because he had a notion that hitting a further was going to bring success so like kind of fair play to him, um, but in terms of uh, in terms of like obviously you've got a lot of relationship with these guys now. I'm, I'd imagine it's brought some pretty cool opportunities to actually play golf in some cool spots. Like I know you're you're part of like the pro am scene now, and you you played with uh, you played with our mate Brendan Lawler at the pro am last year. I think did you <laughs> look at this? Is that it? Is that so? <laughs> What's inside it, though, Connor? There's a TPC question. Sawgrass mug that's just come <laughs> on the screen, so that sounds like uh, it's a story in that. Oh yeah, the best the best part of the job for me is that, like, like I, I brought my mates what two years ago. They came from New York. I was living in Florida at the time. They came down. We played. Like I told them we were going to play this basic crappy golf course, and they didn't care. Like they were like, oh yeah, cool. They were like really just appreciative of it and all that. So when I got pick them up the airport, drove straight into Bay Hill. So we played Bay Hill the following day. Then we drove. We played Sawgrass. Stop. Um, 
I, that's and that's the by far that's the best part of the job. It's even like doing the tiger at I brought my cousin, I brought my brother or whatever, like and then when you know one hundred percent is the best part of the job when you get to expose people as well to a bit of this kind of like it's magic for want of a better word, like getting to play these courses and getting to meet these people, like it really is. So that for me is like the best part of the job. Playing the golf courses, yeah, it, it definitely is. Or even Ireland, like when I go like when I'm at home. I just love it. Like, you know, walk into any, like, these guys, I remember, like, my uncle years ago was showing me Port Marnock, you know, when I started playing golf. I think we played the Lynx beside Port Marnock, and I said, like, could we yeah. go over and play that? And he kind of laughed, and he went, <laughs> we'll, ne we'll never get over and play that. And I've played it so many times now, you know, in the last two or yeah. three years. Um, only played it there a couple of weeks ago, actually. It's, oh, that's fantastic. Oh, it's, so it's, it's, it's only, it's only down the road for me. It's only it's yeah. voted number number three in 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 Ireland now, wasn't it, Donny? Those it was two, two or three. Yeah, two? I remember it was two or three. I thought you were going to ask Connor oh. what what are your favorite courses around uh, around Ireland? I I love Tralee. I love I love Doombeg. Yeah. Uh, Tralee, Doombeg, Port Marnock. Uh, I I love Lynx Golf. Now the only thing is, I'm a member. Like obviously my home course is Mullingar as well. I'm also a member of Lutcherstown. Lutcherstown beautiful. I do yeah. love my home course in Mullingar. I just because it's like it's the nicest 18 you can play it's just so relaxing it's not a trek it's not a long walk you know you're not like bollocks at the end of 18 like you're nearly ready to go again like and it, yeah. you know as soon as you put the ball in the hole you only have to work, walk more than you know 15 feet to the next tee box you know yeah. it's like you know it's not oh, like you're walking yeah have you played there Killeen Castle is like it's a golf Happens. course but, it, but it's 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 lost. The golf course gets lost in the acreage of the estate. Like you're literally walking a half a kilometer between tee boxes. It makes total sense why you'd have a Solheim Cup or a massive event there, but it's it's a fucking some walk. Well, Great that's track. the thing. Like obviously with Mullingar, they've kind of ran out of room in the sense where, like you know, if you have a big hitter there or something, it's a uh, you know to destroy the course if you'd a, a fella hitting bombing a tree thirty or something like that. But uh, yeah. Some of those. I haven't played Killeen now, but uh, yeah, I love. I'm I'm building a house down in Mullingar now as well. Please God, in the not too distant future, and I'm gonna right beside the golf club. So, do you know what? Do you know what kind of your your talk about Mullingar Golf Club is just like Donny talking about golf or Balbriggan Golf Club. Apparently, it's the best golf club in the world. Do you know what I mean? There's, <laughs> not, nothing, <laughs> there's no. Oh, I'm very fond of it. It's number ninety-two on the hundred. Ah, listen. I was Do me very a surprised. Do me I a thought, obviously, the uh, golf club I play in Cork is a Cork uh, golf club, and then we got to 30 or 31 this year. Pretty, pretty solid. All right, that's decent. That's, All right. Yeah. I, I thought I was feeling smug the fact I got to top 100. Yeah, no, Listen, we're, we're talking to a lot that's played Sawgrass Bay Hill. So, uh, Connor, if, if I, haven't, um, I, haven't, I haven't played them too well, so don't worry. Ah, Connor, listen, did you stick it in the water on 17 Sawgrass? Would you believe this is what we did actually? We played 18, we, we got to 17. Uh, nine iron. We did the tee box wasn't where the pros are. The pros are directly. It's directly in front yeah, of you. We were side. a little, just a bit to the left. Yeah, no people yeah. were taking the piss on me on social media. We're like, was that the drop zone? But it's not. Like you're still, <laughs> you're, you're, you're you're still about. I think the sure. shot was. I, I remember the shot. I think it was one thirty nine to the pin, and uh, I hit a nice, you know, decent uh, nine iron, bang onto the middle. Had a good shot. Good look at birdie. Hit it, missed it for birdie. Actually went way past the hole for birdie, but made a bit a long one coming back for par. And nice. so walked in. As soon as I walked in, you know, I met the people, uh, the pro at the club and stuff like that, and the manager. And I was like talking about it. I was like, man, what a course! I mean, it's amazing. I was like, I'd go back out and play it again. They were like, well, why don't you? They were like, we have a couple of tea times there in the afternoon if you want to go play. So me and the boys clubs back onto the cart, went out and played it again. Got to seventy. Same thing, nine iron, boom, middle, parred it. And when we got to the end of 17, we were about to walk onto the 18th, and then we were like, fuck it, shall we just go back and play it again? There was no one behind us. Dead right. So we literally walked back. So we played it three times, and I got three pars. Nice. Fuck off. Somebody. <laughs> and now I tell you, and I'm a 15, like, you know, I don't know what it was, but I just kept that. You're not a 15. Sweet. You have... You have Jack Nicholas telling you how, telling you, you have a good swing. And I've seen... I, 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 Jack, Rory... Tiger gave me some advice, Shane. Lowry's giving me advice. I've got that much advice now. They've all just fucked up me something. <laughs> <laughs> Connor Dole is, they're, they're trying to keep you in the good books. You don't take the piss out of them next time. You know what I mean? Oh, you, you, 
great swing, lad. You know what I mean? You, yeah, 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 yeah. You're yeah. doing what you're doing, you know, flawless. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Oh. Yeah, they're, they're they're putting you towards the champions tour. Give you another twenty years, you'll be able to. You get to fifty. Oh yeah, sure. Come on, join us on the old champions tour. No bother. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I played this week. I play. I was in California this week. Play. I actually played quite well this week. I'm actually. I'm looking forward to this year now. Really wanna, because I, 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 the game is there. I know it's there. I can when I hit it. I can hit Swing's it. Swings well. there. Everybody says that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I definitely swing swing. like. But uh, I'm just so inconsistent all over the place. I just can't concentrate and stuff either. And it's like, I don't know. I did this year though. I I made a, a promise to myself. I'm like, I'm going to get into single figures this year. I'm just going to play so much yeah. golf, and I'm going to really practice. Haven't really practiced that much, like ever. No, like, but is that is that a, is that for the love of golf, or is that because you're a recently married man? Oh, a little <laughs> bit of both. <laughs> as, he's, as he's flaunting, flaunting the ring there, do you know what I mean? I was gonna say it was oh, sparkling there. Yeah. Just for by the way, just for context. So myself and Connor obviously were in DCU together many years ago, separate ways. You know, as things go. And I messaged you out of the blue saying if you'd be interested in coming on the podcast. And you messaged back like almost straight away going, yeah, absolutely, no bother. But I'm getting married in a couple of days and then I'm going on my honeymoon for a month. I'm like, fair play. Like to, to even message back, I would have looked that message and gone, know, ah, we'll deal with that. But uh, you had a great time anyway. Uh, looks looked brilliant. And you honeymoon was, where did you go, honeymoon? Went, went to Rome for five days and then we did Iceland for five days. So it's kind of like two different uh, spots because we were going to, at that time of year, it was November, you're going chasing the sun, you mightn't get it. But if you chase the yeah. fucking snow, you'll definitely get it. Oh, so we went to ch- chase the snow. Yeah, uh, we, it's a class, class, class. We did Iceland uh, a few years ago in January, like straight after New Year's. Got to see the Northern Lights, the whole thing. Unbelievable place. I want to go back in the summer because apparently you can play midnight golf in the summer. North, there's a couple of golf courses. I'd imagine probably not the same caliber as Sawgrass, but you can tee off a half eleven and go and tip round. No bother. Jeez. Yeah. I didn't know. Oh, I saw a golf course. We we drove out from one place. I actually looked at the golf course. If I had the clubs, I probably would have went down to play it a lot. But I might have got away with that in the honeymoon. But uh, yeah. I just have to get the the wife into golf, and I'll be I'll be sorted. That's it. So come here, Connor. Before we let you go, like obviously now. You're going into season three of the show. It's just been uh, recorded. Like now that we're past all COVID and, and life's back to normal again, you mentioned that you're you're building a house in Mullingar, which is awesome. Like, do you see yourself long term? You're going to be back in Ireland. Is that the is that the plan? The Mullingar is going to be like as it was always home. Is that going to be home or or? Uh, and- I, I think I think so. Yeah, I think the last two years taught me. Like, I lived in New York for a year. I lived in Florida, and when I came home from Florida, then and. Um, Last year, I, I couldn't get back into America, so I did everything I needed to do from Dublin. And I, I think, like, you know, gone are the days where you're going to do five minutes on the radio and you're going to have to drive to Dublin to do it. Like, you just do it yeah. like this. Like, if, if you asked me to do your podcast three years ago, like, uh, I would have been like, well, uh, whenever I'm home, or I don't know when I'm home, like, you know, whatever, we nailed down a date, you know, it probably yeah. might never happen because, like, we all have to meet at the one spot. Like, yeah. now, like, you know, my work is... Uh, so much of it's on the internet it's like making content and then it's like doing interviews and all these interviews are going it is nice i will say one thing i'm i'm, I'm definitely preferring in person zoom or in person interview rather than oh, yeah, um, yeah. because there's a bit more crack in that and everything else and especially sometimes you do radio stuff in the zoom they can't see you so like i'm doing yeah. something and you sit uh, on the jacks yeah or like you know you, you, you don't know if they're enjoying it or something so you're there you, you think you're honestly am i saying something funny is, it, is this going down well like it's or even doing like zoom gigs and everyone has to like mute themselves oh stop. just like so like you're doing something you hit a joke or whatever and you're going all right like i wonder was that funny and then yeah, you're like so, the delay laugh yeah yeah this kind of stuff so it's like but like to the point of making overall it's a good thing like you know and i think that it I've realized in the last year I definitely want to live at home and uh, close to a golf course. Yeah, which yeah. it sounds like you're you're well on the way of doing. Um, and not not to try and ask you kind of you know where you're going to be in five years, but you've got from from being in Mullingar to being on Golf Channel, Golf Pass, having your own TV show. So what what's next for for Conor Moore? Where, where What's the? Uh, I'm sure you have some lofty goals from where, like for fuck's sake, you've come from from Wollongar to to be having your own show on the one of the biggest platforms in, in do, the US. Do, so do you know something? It's mad. I only read this in a book recently. I was like, oh, that's exactly what I do. And I remember 
said it in a podcast two or three years ago to somebody, they asked me, what are your goals? And I was like, I don't have any. Mm-hmm. I was like, uh, I just think that if I work at stuff, and when I'm reading that, I was talking about that book, Atomic Habits or whatever, your man was talking about, it's a lot more important to have good habits than good goals. Because right. like without any action, then they're not going to happen. And a lot of stuff, like I never said I wanted to have my own golf show. I never said I wanted to have an, 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 an ad with Tiger Woods. These things are like out of my control. But I can get better as a comedian or as an impersonator and all oh, that kind of crack. Or, you know. So for me, five years, no idea. Hopefully I'm still on the right trajectory in terms of it's going still going upwards. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of feel if I keep working hard and keep doing what I've been doing the last couple of years, I should be in a good place in five years. And that's all. Well, I'll, that's I'll all give you one for. absolute guarantee and it'll be a lot sooner than five years. I'd say the Victor Hovland impersonation is going to be coming online soon enough. Oh, I need to get him. Yeah, I was only looking. I was looking at, would you believe I was looking at the world rankings the other day because I was like, third, like. I, I, I have to, I have to improve um, or I have to freshen it up a little bit, you know, and then the Masters is always a good one to bring <clears> some people out. So Victor, he, he was on my list. John Ram's on my list, obviously. Hard one to do, I think, but like I think yeah. I could get it. But um, yeah, there's a few. I want to get a few. Uh, the hard thing about golf is like, they're such gentlemen. Like, like that's why I love, that's why I love Bryson DeChambeau. Because Bryson at least gives me some shit. To without, work with. yeah, without doubt. Yeah. And DJ so much the other side that he actually gives you stuff as well. Because and, and maybe yeah, Francesco Malinari, he, but brilliant he's brilliant now a lot of the guys that are coming up um obviously they're media trained you know yeah. they're just they, they know what to say they say it properly and boom and it's kind of very hard to pick something and go oh, i can take the piss out of that you know yeah yeah um, rasmus Hoygaard, for example you know what are you gonna yeah great great performance yeah. this week even even like Mar- marikawa is possibly going to be one of the greats ever yeah and i'm sitting here like beating my head at the desk going what can i do with marikawa he just he is the perfect individual you know what i mean he's literally uh, like even, we were we were over in Dubai in November. Myself and Steve got over as media for, for the few days for the DP World Tour Championship. That guy, Morik, how he's so impressive in loads of different ways, how he speaks, how he carries himself. He has time for everyone. You're right. You actually can't get at him. Like with John Ram, yeah. I, I'd imagine there's some great skits to be had at John Ram going bananas yeah. over trivial shit. Because he's oh, the, the golf course. I'm thinking, yeah, the Masters. Yeah. The course is in shit, man. I'll tell you. The, the <laughs> I was like, this is Augusta, man. Funny <laughs> <laughs> yeah. exactly. contest. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, Connor, come here. Before we let you go, we usually have like a segment, like a, a quick fire question. And we've actually, we've fucked this a few times because we do a quick fire question. And the first question will be something like, what is your philosophy in life? So we're trying to get better at these quick fire questions. That should be easy answers. So we do that. And then it's been deadly catching up. Um, I'm hopefully going to be over in New York way in the summer, definitely popping in for a point. Uh, I was, I was so jealous uh, when you were putting up the, the Westbridge, your pub in um, the Westbury. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do I need a suit to get in there? Oh, not at all. A pair of and, shorts and, and an old Because <laughs> it's the Dublin Westbury. We got a different, a different story. Like suit and tie, Donny. Suit and tie. Yeah. yeah. Where the Westbury for the common man? <laughs> well, like I saw you posting about the Ryder Cup. How was that weekend actually? Before we do the quick fire questions, the Which Ryder weekend? Cup weekend when you had you were posting up and had a had a bunch of people in for the for the weekend in the Westbury. W- w- would you believe? Uh, and uh, whatever way I posted that up. And I didn't intend on this. Uh, I wasn't there. I just said pop in <laughs> because it's it's you know it's a golfy bar or whatever, and I'm like oh, pop into okay, us because it's me and the, the two boys that have it. And um, uh, yeah, a few people wrote to me that were like, "Oh, you're not here." I was like, "Oh, okay, no, no, yeah. I, I, I hope I." But I obviously gave off that impression that I was going to be there, but I wasn't actually there. But apparently, it was it was a good crack. All right, fair enough. Apparently, yeah, well yeah. said. Right, quick fire questions, right? As a golfer, draw or fade? I'll draw. Yeah, I'd say draw as well. Now, this uh, one. It's like Leonardo da Vinci versus Van Gogh. Yeah, yeah, Van Gogh's the one, you know, kind of messy, bit disjointed. Cuts his ear off for the crack. <laughs> yeah, which is a Ma- cut. Madman. Like hey, there you go. There you go. You go. There you I, go. I meant that, yeah. I meant that. Yeah. Steve, there's a career in comedy for you, mate. I always said it. Tell you, inspiration. <laughs> um, now this one's crucial because if you say that, if you give the wrong answer to this one, it could be really, really bad. Flag in or flag out? 
on a green? Uh, I I don't really care. Do you know? I I, I, I like leave it in. I leave it in. I'm like, you know, some people are on the green, they don't want to take it out. I'm like, I'll take it. Just go. Yeah. But I don't I like. I can't deal with I can't deal with the flag in. It looks like the hole is thirty percent smaller, and I need all the fucking help. If I'm very that. close, if I'm very close, I'll take it out. Or if the flag is kind of like is it's moving towards, you yeah. know, the the ball or something, yeah, leaning towards the ball, I might take it out. But I, man, I'm terrible putter anyway, so if it goes, yeah. I'm just yeah. join the club. Connor, Connor, can I jump in with a more important question right now? We asked this to Brendan Brendan Lawler. Um, well, actually, legend, I, by the way, I say we asked it, I I'm asked legend, it, yeah. I asked it because I'm a bit of a fanboy. Um, but your fellow Mullingar man, Niall Horan, um, what's your favorite One Direction or Niall Horan song? Uh, my favorite One Direction song, or Niall Horan, Niall, Niall Horan, Slow Hands, yeah, nice. gets, gets me in the mood, yeah, gets me Good in job. the mood. I play that. I play that there on Saturday night in the house. Just beautiful, lovely, just lost perfect. Yeah, 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 beautiful. Would you rather? Would you rather win a major or sink the win and put in a Ryder Cup? Oh, that's a good question. What major? Any, whichever one you want. Your favorite one. Yeah. Oh, it's, win the Claret Jug or the Masters. I, I'm an individual. Uh, I'll take I'll take the major. Wow! <laughs> okay. You kind of you're you're kind of already there because you've already you've already scooped out with a claret jug. Yeah, yeah. Well, wanna... yeah, and and I feel like I won the Ryder Cup in 2018 with the video. Anyway, <laughs> you did, yeah. That at least an assist, if not more than that. So come on. Um, <laughs> Connor, f- favorite impression to do? Polter. Yeah, um, man, and I can tell that he's just so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh, we um. We were out in Dubai. We we had a few points with uh, a lot of the Ryder Cup caddies on the Sunday, and Vic Vicker was one of them who's with Terrell Hatton now, but was with Palter for years. And like like Vicker, go on, this the dirt. What's Palter like? And he's like, he's a sound bastard. He's actually oh, he's he had a run, but he's he's actually a hundred percent. He's he's funny. He's generous with his time. Uh, I like I really I I've liked him ever since I read his book years ago because. The crack that people don't realise with Poulter is, Poulter, when Poulter was 16, 17, he wasn't even the best golfer in his, like, district. If, if you think, like, think Fingal as a district, he wasn't even the best golfer there. He just had this drive, and he was like, I want a Ferrari, and golf is going to give it to me. Like, he's a, yeah. he's a great example of work your ass off, keep going, keep, you know... Oh. And, and absolute, absolute grinder, yeah, absolute yeah, grinder. Yeah, well, and he's been so, and he's been so good to me, like retweeting stuff, putting videos out. The whole, that's why sometimes I'm like, I can't keep taking the piss out, but I think he just loves it. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. does. Yeah. He does. Yeah. The worst thing I could say about him is that he's an Arsenal fan. Exactly. Yeah, well, yeah, even at that, he's, he's I just man. feel, I just feel bad for him now. Um, uh, I have one for you, Connor. Hugh, say which person that you do an impression of that you might not have met would you like to meet? Oof. Ooh, did I do a clap? Jurgen Klopp in golf. I've no met a lot of them in, well, in yeah, golf. Klopp in, um, and then maybe golfer ways. But yeah. it it would be it would be overall it'd be I'd love to meet Jurgen Klopp. Yeah, I just think that'd be good crack. I'd have to meet him though, like I said early in the morning, so I'm able to do his voice. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go to an old uh, Liverpool training session or something, you know? Do it for uh, everyone. Yeah, 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 take the piss. Yeah, well, I'm very lucky as well that I. Uh, I've got a weird growth on my face in terms of uh, that, that sounds disgusting, but my beard is uh, <laughs> it's multicolored. So my beard is gray on the chin, it's red on the tash, and it's kind of black down the sides or brown. So Pep and Klopp have that exact same thing going on where it's like gray on the chin. So it, like that's what people said to me. They're like, "Why wow, your beard, beard is so real?" Like you know, because I'll grow it for three or four days. It grows really fast, and then I just shave it off after I do clap and pep, and then I do Ole and I do all the other lads. So, uh, oh, yeah. man, it'll, it'll never be the, every time you do DJ before you've said a word. I'm in stitches at the fucking get up at the beard. Do you remember you when you had the colored in beard? That I literally was... just had it on, I had it on today, I had it on today, <laughs> and it's so hard to get it off. It took me about, and I know I'm going to be burnt all over the face because of it. Hi, just leave, just leave it on. Just leave it on from now on. Do you know what I mean? I, know, yeah, I, got, I, got, I got stopped by a police officer and <laughs> I can't remember was I, I got stopped. Which time, huh? 
no, I was in Florida or whatever, and I was coming back from a sketch or whatever. I think I might have driven on the wrong side of the road for a second. So he like pulled me in to see was I like a oh, drunk driver or something. So he pulled me in, and here I am with the DJ beard on, <laughs> looking at him, and he's like, "What? Like, what is this? This fella like knew nothing of golf or anything." So like explaining it to him was a disaster. But uh, <laughs> I hope he did it in the DJ voice as well. Um, yeah, sorry, it to him. Man. Yeah, uh, uh, driving really. on the left. That's actually that'd be that'd be actually a good sketch with DJ. I, was, I thought I was on the left right side. <laughs> that'd be a great sketch. There you go. Go on. We'll, we'll take ten percent. We, need, we need to get partial credit on that. Yeah. One. I mean, it's a bit of a stretch, <laughs> but we want partial credit. Go on, Danny. Go on, go on. I've, I've uh, two questions here from our, our fans, uh, Connor, believe it or not. Uh, which uh, which celebrity were you most nervous doing an impression of? And obviously, let's take Tiger out of that. Is there any anyone else that really you were like, fuck, I'm going to have to talk in front of this guy and take the piss out of him? Including Tiger, Joe Bradley. Excellent. Oh yeah, Joe Bradley. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Joe Bradley, because that was the first one I ever did, and I was like, "Oh, uh, I hope this goes well. I hope I don't make a show of myself here. I hope this is a, you know, Bradley. He's another. He's like a polter to me. He's been like so. Oh, he's a fan. Well. He loves Bradley. was uh, Bradley was the guy. Yeah, beautiful. And you know what? You've just like a true showman. You've answered my second question. Was what was the first impression you got good feedback on? Which is Joe Bradley, I'd imagine. <laughs> Uh, the first impression I got feedback on was probably Mourinho, really. Um, really, yeah, yeah. People were like your is very good. Uh, who he would have been, yeah. And then Broly, but then Jerlik Nan. Yeah. As soon as I did Jerlik Nan, I realized, oh shit, I've so, I've got something here because I saw the comments underneath it. They were like, oh my god, his Jerlik Nan's hilarious. And all I said was, Tipperary are useless, something like that. And then I was like, I didn't even think it was that funny around. And I was like, oh shit, I've got I think this fella could be good. Like, which only for Jerlick man, I don't even know if I'd be sitting here there doing this podcast. There you go. Connor, there's just there's one question, and I promise we'll let you go in a minute. But um you were talking about like feedback coming in. I want to ask you this earlier on is like 2022, there's a lot of toxic kind of shite that exists online. And we 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 get the tiniest, 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 tiniest window into it. But how do you deal with inevitably you're going to get some idiot saying some unkind things under a post? Have you mastered the art of just ignorance? Do you even see it? Do you acknowledge it? How and and even more to that, when you were less well established, less well known, less successful, um, was it difficult in tuning out the bad stuff? Oh, it was, yeah. Like I remember the first time I got talks of abuse on a soccer video. Um and I remember sitting there like bright red in the face by myself, looking at the laptop, like nearly embarrassed, you know, reading these comments, like, you know, just not uh, now, like it totally goes over my head, like whatever. Like I, I barely, when I, I used to think people were bullshitting when they said I wouldn't read the comments. Like I still would read comments in general, like, because, well, it's like saying you make a movie and you don't read the reviews. Like you gotta know if it's good or whatever, but like, you know, and sometimes someone might say, oh, you know, this is getting boring or something. And I would take that's constructive criticism, which I'd be like, all right, yeah, well, maybe I, you know, that would stick in my head for a bit then. And I'd be like, how do I freshen that up? You know what I mean? But then when you get a comment like this guy's shit and he doesn't sound like anyone, you're just like, yeah, whatever. Like, yeah, of course I'm not, you know what I mean? But, uh, you know, and I don't mean that in an arrogant way around like that, but it's just a complete like, you know, that's just some loser at home who's doing nothing, you know, begrudging you. And then abusing you. And, and a lot of the time when people do that, they don't ever think like there's a person there, you know, or they might even be right to you, they're just writing, you know, for people to see it or whatever. But like, it completely goes over my head now, like totally. That's what I do say to people when they're starting off. It's like, that's going to be hard. And when you start getting abuse, you know, there's no, there's nothing no one can say to you. You're just going to take it personally until you don't. And it's like some people quit and they stop because of it and the people that just keep going don't care about it after a while you yeah. see the most successful people like especially over in the states here i like, see like I, I do look at james corden sometimes and he put a video be out and there'd be all this abuse underneath it and it's like oh, such a and I, I, rinsed yeah rinsed and i'm like this guy is obviously like just brilliant at what he does he mightn't be some people's cups of tea like mm-hmm. but you can't say he's not talented like you sit there at a desk and you try talk in front of an audience and do what he can do yeah let's see how easy you know you can do it but like it's just part for the course you put yourself out there you know you're gonna have to be willing to take a bit of crap Mm -hmm. and that's 
one of the yeah, it's one of the the pitfalls of the job. Hundred percent, yeah. And just like but, Donnie, go ahead, Connor. Sorry, oh, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, but after you kind of master that, like it's plain sailing. You nearly yeah. enjoy them. Yeah, you know. Yeah, come at me. Come at yeah, me. Yeah, you're just like whatever. You know, I actually don't. I I actually have a kind of thing where I just don't respond to them ever. No, why I, would you? Like, yeah, it's like why am I going to give that person energy or time or whatever? So mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how much like I'm like, well, I could easily, yeah. you know. There's plenty of subject material there. You'd have a look at someone's profile. You're like, oh, I can, you know, say one or two things here, you know, but you're like, nah, 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 don't. R- yeah. Rogan, Rogan, Joe Rogan, who's taken loads of shit at the minute, and he's in a mm. firestorm at the minute. He always talked about it really well. Now, he's obviously the biggest podcaster in the world. We like listen to him for years, all that kind After of us. But, but he, he even finds the notion of listening to any of that shit absurd. Like, he's so far gone and paying no attention to it he doesn't even understand the concept of why someone would pay any attention to it which is just yeah that, that 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 was someone said that to me one night they were like uh i don't know something like i it was like a, maybe one of them message boards or something as a boards that i hear or something like that or something like that. Yeah. Just, uh, i googled you there or whatever uh, and like you know how do you deal with getting that abuse i was like i've never ever ever went onto those boards in my mm-hmm. life I've never read anything on them or read it or anything like that. And people do use that kind of stuff. I was like, there's enough shit to see on social media. I was like, no, but I stop. just wouldn't even bother my hole going, looking for my name and looking for whatever. Because like, you're just, you're going to get some negativity and you're going to, but I, I, you just have to look at it and go, well, am I doing something that I love doing? Like I have, you know, a pretty nice life there traveling around to all the golf and everything else. And I was like, I'm going to get upset because some fella says some shit. Yeah. After, yeah. after doing a, a, uh, in our commercial with Tiger Woods, you're jumping on the boards.ie and seeing what De- Derek <laughs> yeah. from Derek from Tala says. You're an awful cunt. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, it's, uh, no, yeah, I, I completely. True, he does where, though. He does. What he Joe thinks Rogan that. is saying there, yeah, I'm completely like that. I'm just like, I just don't read it. And then when I see it, like before years ago, I would have seen a comment and I would have like looked at it and like really read it. Now, like, I just see it. It's like, oh, this guy's shit. And this fella's better than him. Blah, blah. I'm just like, all right, what was the next one? What was the next one? Yeah. It's just like immaterial then. It's like, well, you're dead on. You know, and, and Donnie opened up this segment of quick fire questions saying, we usually get trapped into the, the world of. <laughs> we're so shit what, at this. What, what's your philosophy yeah, we are on life? Fucking, we're and fucking he, terrible. You, you gotta, you gotta just person. do the easy ones, Tato King. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he finishes with a question What's your philosophy on uh, fame and online bullying? But, uh, Look, well, I, I think that's uh, that's about as, as much as we can take out of this. Uh, I do have one more, and I oh, promise Christ. it's quick. No, no, I promise. So we do have a betting angle on the podcast, Connor, and we do try and make our picks and do it every week and, you know, throw each other a bit of shit. If you were to have one bet, and obviously it's going to be leaning towards the majors, what would be your best bet of 2022 in terms of one guy, one tournament, and he's going to win? What a fucking difficult question that is. Yeah. I need a better an hour and a half to think of that, Donny. That's because you're really bad at picking golfers. Well, I know I am, yeah. <laughs> I do I do I do think John Ram's gonna win the Masters. Yeah. Oh. Same with Amazon and uh, Donny. I, I just favor. think he's gonna win the Masters. I'm like, yeah, he's just too good. No, maybe listen, maybe it won't happen this year. He's gonna win at some stage, but like I think John Ram, like, as soon as he wins that or something like he's going to kill it like you know yeah you're preaching to the choir me and Steve are always fighting about John Ram on this pod because Steve thinks he's a bottler and I think he's a bit of a I think he's a bit of a king and I think he's going to win well, that's why I think he, 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 he obviously got his major his uh, US it was the US Open US Open yeah um, but who, who stays and handed it to him do you remember that <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I do I do think I do think he's a uh, He's, um, you know, he's probably just one more win away. You know, when you win two majors, you're a different player to one. A lot I of guys have won one. And then when you, uh, of course, you know. Um, <laughs> Personally, yeah. <laughs> but you can win, win top golf. Major, that's, about it. that's where, and that's why I think DJ now as well. Like, I'm expecting G- DJ to win another, you know. I, I think DJ should be landing on four or five. He's that good. Like, he should. He should, definitely, yeah. Definitely. You know, I, and he's won the second one now, so I think the pressure's off him in a lot of these mm-hmm. teams, like. I think Ram's. I think Ram's a good player. He's not, not a great player. He's a good player. He's not a great player, Bill. Yeah. Uh, he's a donkey. This guy. Yeah. This guy. A spoofer. He's. Uh... 
Uh, DJ is a cod. He's a cod. He's a disgrace to the game. He's a cod, man. He's a cod. Jeez, we should have started on this earlier. Don't think one of one of the idols, you know what I mean? But I better watch out if there's someone else on the scene now. Ah, tell you what. Tell you what. Um, Come here, Connor. Um, just in terms of season three, Connor Moore show. When is it out? Have you got a launch date? So it's Uh, all. I think it's gonna be in May. It's going to be in May. Really? One episode a month on Golf Pass is going to be uh, dropped like one a month and it's going to be sketches, interviews. Love it. Um, and stuff. Yeah, interviews. Yeah, we have a couple of good interviews actually lined up hopefully this year now. A um, couple of big ones last year. We got Rory and Jack and... Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this year. I'm looking forward. I think this year is going to be amazing, yeah. Yeah, Just and also, you know, if you're, looking for, if, if you're ever looking for like the like big hitters, you know, we are usually free, so... Yeah. I, do you know what? I'll just ask Jack to come on again. I'll just we'll pounce on him. It'll be the four of us. I like Jack. Yeah. a few questions. These are my these are my colleagues. Yeah. Start doing <laughs> start doing dumpy impressions. He's like, what are these? Last what is going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, come here. Anyway, let you go. It's been a pleasure. It's been great catching up, mate. Uh, again, congrats on the on the marriage. Congrats on all your success. Because like, aside from sending you the odd. Instagram message saying this is unreal, haha, brilliant, well done. I uh, never got the chance to just congratulate you on all the success. Like you deserve it. It's been brilliant just to watch and to be able to go. I know him. <laughs> you know, with all the videos, well, like thanks, my, thanks, thanks like my brother would send a video. My brother would send a video of you doing clap, and I go, oh yeah, sure, we were, we used to do the egg bombs together. I know, uh, him. I know <laughs> him. Yeah. yeah. So come here, all Bad, the best, lads, legend, Connor. Thank you. Thanks so much. See you. Appreciate it. Good luck. Just take a moment to admire the fact I just hit a fairway. There's, there's only two things that can happen. You can hit a good shot or a bad shot, so why waste time doing it? And where I would go, I, wherever I set course records or whatever, I would be barefooted, drunk, playing golf, making every 20-footer I looked at. Right at it. Right at it! Home! Oh, he's he's done it again! This is the dumbest hole I've ever played in my life. Come on then, Shane. Knock it close. Shane Lowry is the Open Champion.